or we cannot like the fact that black is black is black. Way back when in 68, when brothers didn't have it great, they fought back with civil rights and scars and soul. It took your sight to come and fold you plainly see. All the streets are on TV. Segregation was the king. Vietnam was full and swing. Segregation was the key, but now it's the 100th anniversary of the NAACP. I couldn't resist that, John. It rhymes, nice. Uh, The civil rights organization is holding its centennial celebration in New York City, but the question is how relevant to folks from younger generations, post-civil rights generations. Are there new tasks at hand besides breaking the color line? For that, we're turning to Van Jones. He started out as a civil rights lawyer in San Francisco, and he helped jumpstart the green jobs movement. He's the special advisor to the White House Council on Environmental Quality. Hey, how are you, Van? I'm doing great. Glad to be be with you. So a lot of people said that President Obama was the epitome of the realization of King's dream. Do you ever feel that you are part of the realization of that dream? Well, I think I think we all are. I think the whole country is. And um, uh, it's almost impossible to uh, imagine the country that he addressed in 1963, uh, where you know, literally people couldn't even sit next to each other in, in public restaurants. And, uh, you know, now we have a, uh, a, a president who is the product of a uh, mixed-race union, and uh, we have little African-American uh, children running around on the, the White House lawn. Uh, but I think... Uh, all of us have a lot to be proud of because it took, uh, you know, all colors and all classes to to turn that page together, and we've done that. And now we've got some more pages to turn. So the NAACP has certainly in the past been instrumental in achieving social justice and change, but some people, particularly people in their 20s and 30s, even in their teens, say it's irrelevant. What do you say to that? Well, I, I just think that uh, anytime you have a brand that is uh, 100 years old, you, you may have younger people who say, oh, well, uh, is this still relevant to me? But when you have young leadership, like you have in Ben Jealous, who is an you know, incredible uh, spokesperson who's under the age of 40 and is bringing you know, such you know, dynamic new vision, I think that you've got to look down the road. And I think you're going to see uh, new missions and new challenges, new opportunities for all of the the groups working for justice. Well, it seems like there's been a real transformation. I mean, they were talking about NAACP brands 100 years ago. That's uh, very Van Jonesian. But it seems to me that if we move from the leadership crisis that the NAACP was undergoing really uh, just a few years ago and talk about a torch being passed to a new group of leaders, the leaders that that torch is passed to are suddenly, with an African-American president, not responsible for activism. They're responsible for deliverables producing jobs, producing economic outcomes and results. Is that part of your responsibility now, Van Jones? Uh, it, it certainly is, and uh, I, you know, I'm excited to be a part of an administration like President Obama's administration that has put jobs front and center and the uh, idea of economic opportunity for all Americans. And at the same time, the way you have the jobs of tomorrow is that you make the products of tomorrow. The products of tomorrow are advanced automobiles, advanced energy, renewable energy, wind turbines, solar panels. At the same time, though, when you talk about a promise, you also have to talk about paying for that promise. And there's a whole political term you're familiar with, unfunded mandate. And although (laughs) the president has said that he wanted to spend $150 billion over the next decade for issues, including green jobs, other environmental issues, is that money on the table? And have you gotten any of it? And have you been able to create any jobs yet? 
Well, it, what's amazing about this president is that, you know, even by mid-February in signing the Recovery Act, which is $787 billion Recovery Act, to not only jumpstart our economy but to strengthen it for the long term, there were $60 billion, that's $60 billion with a B, in the recovery package. So we, you talked about $150 billion, with $60 billion really right off the bat for clean energy, for energy efficiency, for smart batteries, for a, a smarter grid. Uh, that probably represented the biggest single investment in clean energy technology in the history of the country. But has I don't has your office gotten any of that money? Well, I work in the White House, so our job is to help to help to coordinate among the agencies and departments that have gotten that money. The Department of Energy did a remarkable job this summer getting $2.5 billion out the door for energy efficiency, for weatherization, so people can start getting their energy bills cut and we can put people to work blowing in clean, non-toxic insulation, replacing windows and doors that don't fit. Well, uh, I, I read your book, The Green Collar Economy, How One Solution Can Fix Our Two Biggest Problems. I'm, I'm suspecting that it's not enough for Van Jones to sit there in the White House congratulating the work that's been done already. What are the unmet needs? What, what are the tough problems going forward? The first thing you've got to do, you've got to get the public investments right. And I think we did that in large part with the recovery package, again, $60 billion. But you've also got to get the public rules right. And that is, is our, our next challenge. In other words, we want to, we want to uh, change the laws in this country so that the clean forms of energy are the profitable forms. I mean, I do have to go back at this question of, of where you are in terms of achieving your vision, because you're someone who's very dogged. You've achieved just about everything that I know that you've set out to do. But if this climate bill doesn't pass, Will you be stuck in a position of being a cheerleader who cannot actually produce the jobs that you want to produce? No, no. Uh, you know, the good thing is that we have multiple levers to move the country forward. And, uh, you know, the climate bill is, is central and, and it's, it's, it's critical. There, there, are, there are other um, opportunities to move things forward. The private sector wants to move in this direction. The last part of the economy to freeze during this recent downturn was the green part. We were still growing wind and solar companies, you know, deep into the fourth quarter of, of last year. And the first parts likely to unthaw are, are, are the green parts. Well, just final question. I, I got to know you in the Bay Area when you were working with the Ella Baker Center, which was transitioning into doing work with green jobs. And as you know, a lot of people who have been denied opportunity don't want to be stuck with false hope. Do you ever worry that by putting out a vision that has not yet been achieved, that there are going to be people who are going to say, oh, I thought this was great. I thought I was going to get a job. Um, have you ever faced having people that you trained not be able to find a job? And what happens then? Well, uh, yeah, first of all, yeah, I have had that uh, experience uh, when I was working in Oakland, you know, and you, you would get a you know, young person who, you know, did all everything right and worked really hard and got through a program and then found that they uh, were uh, not going to be hired, and it's heartbreaking. But the alternative is to have no dream at all, uh, to have no hope at all. And, you know, uh, Dr. King, you think he, his knees weren't shaking when he was standing up there saying what he wanted to see? You know, was, and you think there weren't people standing behind him with their arms crossed saying this is just selling false hope? I think the alternative is to have no dream at all. And the great thing is that we've got a president that has, uh, it's not the color of his skin, it's the color of his dream for America. He has a green dream for this country, and uh, he is willing uh, to go to the mat to try to deliver on it, and I'm proud to be working with him. 
Well, it's a perfect place to end it. Van Jones, thanks so much. Well, thank you. And Van Jones is special advisor to the White House Council on Environmental Quality. He's also the author of The Green Collar Economy, How One Solution Can Fix Our Two Biggest Problems. All of our coverage of the NAACP's 100th anniversary is on our website, thetakeaway.org. This is, of course, The Takeaway. I'm John Hockenberry. I'm Farai Chidea. This is Ira Flato, host of Science Friday. For over 30 years, the Science Friday team has been reporting high-quality science and technology news, making science fun for curious people by covering everything from the outer reaches of space to the rapidly changing world of AI to the tiniest microbes in our bodies. Audiences trust our show because they know we're driven by a mission to inform and serve listeners first and foremost with important news they won't get anywhere else. And our sponsors benefit from that halo effect. For more information on becoming a sponsor, visit sponsorship.wnyc.org.